Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Basketball Maestros podcast. Thank you for joining us today. Today, we are doing the other conference, the Eastern Conference. We are making our predictions as we inch closer to the NBA season getting underway. And let's just go right into it. Number 15, uh, I assume most people probably have this team at the bottom, but Number 15, I got the Washington Wizards, um, traded Bradley Beal this summer and acquired Jordan Poole and gave Kyle Kuzma a bag this offseason, so they're definitely in rebuild mode. Acquired Tyce Jones as well in that Porzingis trade. So This team's not going to be great, but there are definitely going to be some scoring performances from Kuzma and Jordan Poole, which can provide some good highlights. Um, I like Tyus Jones. I think he's a good steady point guard to have to help facilitate those two dudes with their scoring needs, so I think that will be good as well. But, yeah, this Washington team is not going to be good by any means. And um, essentially their first year being in a rebuild, which is kind of shocking to believe, but they had Beal throughout all those years, so – Finally beginning their rebuilding journey, so I expect them to be at the bottom of the East, and hopefully they're able to acquire a good lottery pick this year and uh, surround Kuzma and Poole for uh, years to come. But yeah, for now, I got the Washington Wizards occupying the cellar of the Eastern Conference. All right, so my 15th seed is going to be the Charlotte Hornets, and... You know, they they got Brandon Miller this offseason in the draft, which, you know, a lot of people kind of were a little iffy on and didn't really like. But I just think, really, I, I don't trust the health of this team, number one. Um, LaMelo had some injury problems last year. You know, they still have Gordon Hayward. They still have, you know, guys that you really just can't rely on. Terry also on the team. And I think their biggest problem last year was the five position. And I really don't think that they've answered that yet. So... I, I'm just not too high on this team. I know that they have, you know, a lot of veteran presence, um, but I just don't trust that veteran presence um, health, and I just don't think that they'll be too good. But, um, you know, they'll they'll be around the 13, the 15 seed area. But, uh, yeah, Charlotte will be my 15th seed. Heading up to number 14, another team that I feel like Personally, I'm a little higher on than I have them placed, but uh, my 14th spot is the Detroit Pistons. Um, I feel like they're becoming a team that's kind of like, all right, let's see see some results. But um, obviously you missed Cade Cunningham for basically all of last season, only played a short portion. Um, So I think for Cunningham, you want him to reestablish himself and – get a couple more years under his belt before you possibly start making like a play-in playoff push. So I think they still got a couple more years ahead of them before they kind of crawl into that play-in discussion. But um, I like what they got going on. The bigs are a little concerning. They got to figure all that out. They got uh, Duran in there still. You got Marvin Bagley. You got James Wiseman still there. Isaiah Stewart. So it's kind of a bit of a cluster there but definitely got some promising young guys um you got boyan still there maybe you can flip him at the deadline for something i don't think he should stay there much longer but i think for this pistons team the goal is just continue acquiring young assets and build uh build alongside kid for a couple more seasons before you start to make that push so but and also figure out what you're doing with the center position because you have so many big men there. Um, maybe you can uh, flip those guys for some more diversity in other positions, but we'll see. For now, Pistons are slowly making their way in the rebuild process, but still have them towards the bottom of the East at number 14. Yeah, so my 14th seed is going to be the Wizards. Um Pretty much outside of Tyus Jones, Jordan Poole, and Kuzma, this team, you know, not very good. Not very good indeed, but we'll we'll kind of have to see how it all plays out for them. Um, you know, 
nothing more really to say is uh, you know this team's tanking they traded Beal in the offseason um then i just realistically now they just kind of got to start hitting on picks you know mm-hmm. they have had a couple lottery picks in the past couple years and you know they haven't really worked out so now you just kind of need to see that um you know that drafting get a little bit better so um you know this year will definitely be the way to prove it and i feel like this team will definitely be one of the worst three teams in the league we'll just have to see how the lottery goes but um a lot of a lot of i think there's gonna be a lot of close games with this team i think jordan Poole and kuzma will you know kind of light up that scoreboard but i think when it comes down to like that fourth quarter and things like that teams will just you know they're just better than them so they'll kind of outlast them but um yeah sadly wizards will be my 14th seed at 13, I got the Charlotte Hornets. Um, again, a team that is kind of in a weird area of their rebuild. And they got some veterans still around there in Hayward and Rozier. They've been in their fair share of trade rumors you would like to see at some point in time for them to pick a direction in terms of if they're trying to win or not. Or um, And then you got LaMelo there. You got Brandon Miller, who was in the spotlight during summer league and not for the right reasons, but it's going to be interesting to see the storyline between what could have been with Scoot and LaMelo. So time will tell Michael Jordan left uh, his parting gift was to give him Brandon Miller. So we'll see if it pans out, but yeah, the Hornets, I kind of was debating if they could be maybe the 11th or 12th seed, but um, they usually, as Daniel mentioned, that they usually have their fair share of injury concerns with Lomelo's last season, and it's usually always Hayward and uh, Rozier having some sort of nagging injury. So got the Hornets at 13. Hopefully um, we see something out of Brandon <clears throat> Miller and Lomelo continues to grow. So that's kind of, to be honest, the only spotlight I see out of the Hornets this uh, upcoming season. So hopefully they figure it out sooner rather than later. Yeah, and my my 13th seed, we're going to go with the Pistons. Um, you know, this is another team where I think in a couple years, if everything goes right, kind of like the West, you could definitely see them at the top of the East soon. Um, you know, they have a lot of really good young talent just drafted Asar Thompson. You know, Cade was hurt last year. He's still got, you know, young guys, you know, got the legendary player in Killian Hayes. He's he's still there and he's still living it up. But um, no, in all seriousness, I this is just a team where, I mean, it's they're just not there yet. But give them a couple more years and I feel like they can get to that level. Um, they got guys like you already mentioned, Bojan, who I don't feel like should be there. He definitely should get traded. Um, they have Joe Harris as well, who I feel like, they can flip so we'll kind of have to see what kind of goes on and you know um kind of happens throughout the season but this is just another team where we're clearly in a rebuild we're clearly hoping our picks develop so we'll kind of just have to see how everything kind of plays out for them yeah number 12 i got the orlando magic this is another team that i feel like is kind of slowly on the rise and they'll probably be a playing team in the near future, but for now, I got them sitting at my 12th spot. Um, they're a team similar to the Pistons. They have a lot of one position, and that's the point guard spot. Um, you got Cole Anthony in there, Markel Fultz, uh, Michael Carter-Williams, and you got just a bunch of young guys in there, Jalen Suggs, is, Jalen Suggs as well. So, And you just drafted Anthony Black in this upcoming draft, so. Definitely got a lot of guards there, so it'll be interesting to see how that guard rotation pans out. But uh, obviously you got Paulo there entering his second season, hoping to build off his rookie of the year. And you got Wendell still holding it down at the center. So, And then Markel Fultz is going to continue to build. So this team's slowly starting to come into their own. You got their young players slowly starting to age into their mid to late 20s. So for now... I still got them sitting at the 12th spot, but I think they'll definitely be in the playing conversation for years to come. And uh, not sure what Jonathan Isaac, I think he's probably still going to be out for a good chunk of the season. Don't know what, what's going on with him. It feels if he's ever going to play a good amount of, of a season ever, but 
Um, that'll be another interesting piece to keep an eye out on if Jonathan Isaac is able to play more than like five games before tearing something. So, um, yeah. yeah, got the Magic sitting at my 12th spot. Yeah, and my 12th spot is going to be the Magic as well. Um, I honestly almost put this team in the play-in. I really like their core. I, I'm really excited to see what they can do, but it's just I couldn't do it. They're just not there yet. Yeah. Um, this team, like you said, like has a fetish with guards. Like <laughs> they had two first round picks this year and they drafted two guards and Jet Howard and Anthony Black. And obviously before that, you've already mentioned them. They already had Suggs. They already had um, Folds. They already had um, Cole Anthony, you know, MCWs, you know, there. Gary Harris is there. Like they have so many guards for some reason. And I don't know. You know what they're gonna do and how they're gonna figure it out, but um, you know, Wendell Carter is a good center. You know, you got Moritz Wagner; he was there. I mean, they got, um, they got people. They have bigs, but just not the best of bigs, especially um, their second team. So we'll just have to see how it plays out. I think Paulo is a really good player, and I'm really excited to see his year too. And I think that's why I'm just so high on this team. I really. Loved him last year. He's like one of the more underrated players for some reason in this league. Had a really good rookie season. I just felt like no one was really talking about it. So we'll just kind of have to, you know, see if he gets a little bit more noise this season. But yeah, I mean, just a lot of guards. And I don't even know why Joe Ingles is on this roster. I just see that. <laughs> but he he's there living it up Very, in Orlando. But yeah. Um, yeah, but I, I really wanted to put this team in the plan, but I just they're just not there yet. And then another are moving to number eleven. I don't know if this is gonna be a shock or not, but I got the Chicago Bulls at eleven. I mean, on paper you like to think that this team is capable of at least being a high playing team, but we saw what they did last season and with Lonzo there, this team is just simply not great. Um, there's just not much to talk about this team. I think it's just if you're the Bulls management, this is kind of the last season you have with this team. Granted, you've re-signed Vucevic to a pretty sizable deal, but this Bulls team is just not it. I don't know what's clicking. Um you got DeMar still there. You got Levine still there. I just don't know what you do. Levine's been in a fair share of trade rumors, so I guess we'll see what happens there. But Chicago, I think they're just living on false hope at this point. They've committed a lot into this big three, if you want to call it that, and have simply not gotten results. And I'll admit, with Lonzo there, that first year, they were a really fun team to watch. I think Lonzo kind of just tied everything together. And now with him not there, kind of dampens the team in all honesty. But, um, yeah, we'll see. Maybe they just continue to hold out hope that maybe something will turn around. Maybe I'll look dumb at the end of the season. But, yeah, I'm just not a big fan of this Bulls team. You got some aging guys on this roster, and it's simply not panning out. And I guess we'll see. I think it all starts with – what they do with Levine if they end up trading him or not because I've seen him in a lot of rumors recently. So we'll see. But for now, I think the Bulls will continue their disappointing ways and this time not even make the playing tournament. So they are my number 11 spot. Yeah, so my 11 is going to be the Bulls as well. Just, Just with Lonzo Hurt and... I'm honestly quite surprised that this team is still together, to be honest with you. Um, Patrick Williams hasn't really panned out at all. You know, you got guys like Alex Caruso and, you know, Tori Craig. And, you know, it's just I, I just don't really see outside of like Zach Levine and DeMar where this team really is. Um, Vucevic obviously said got re-signed, which I, I can't believe that. He's, you know, <laughs> definitely aging and definitely doesn't look um, – as dominant as he used to be, you know, you still got Kobe White, you know, obviously DeMar is still there. And I know DeMar, they just came out and said, you know, we're not rebuilding. We're like, we're going to be competitive this year and stuff like that. So 
what do you want him to say? But it's just the delusion in his head that this <laughs> this team, that's just not. I don't like it. it. It reminds me of Charlotte a little bit, where as as shitty as it sounds, it's like I I just don't trust in the health of Usovich, Demar, and Zach Levine realistically, and yeah. obviously Lonzo's um, you know praying that he gets better, but you know I don't really see much you know outside of those three. I mean, their big signing, not big signing, but one of their signings was Javon Carter in free agency, and that's. That is the answer, I guess, for some front offices. But you know, I I don't, I don't, I just don't like the upside from this team, and I think that's simply the reason that they're not in the play-in. I just don't like. There's not much young talent, and I, you know, I just don't see much upside. Yeah, and I just looked at Demar's contract. This is his final year, so for your sanity, Chicago Bulls, do not resign Demar Derozan. Save yourself, please. Don't do it. Um, so maybe it's the beginning of the end. We'll see. But yeah, the Bulls definitely are not promising at this point in time. Now moving in to the play-in tournament at the number 10 spot. I got the Indiana Pacers. And I think this is kind of the first step in their ascension as a young team. Obviously, you got Tyrese holding it down, just secured a bag this offseason. You bring in Bruce Brown, who's a more veteran presence on a young team. Um, you got Miles Turner still there. I'm very intrigued what they get back in a Buddy Heel trade, if they trade him at all. So that will be interesting to see as well. You got TJ McConnell, solid, steady backup point guard. You got Aaron Neesmith, who showed some flashes last season. Andrew Nemhard, who was also solid as well. You bring in Obi Toppin, so... You're kind of finalizing the youth movement at this point in time while sprinkling in some veteran presence, which I think is good for them. Uh, I think this team is going to be very competitive. There's going to be a lot of competitive games for the Pacers, I personally think. And I think they're just going to be a really solid and fun team to watch. I think Bruce Brown will definitely play a huge part in their success this season. Um, I believe He's probably going to start, I would say, and place a Buddy Heald when they trade him. So, yeah, I really like this Pacers team. I really like Halliburton leading the way for them. And, yeah, not much else to say about this team. I'm looking forward to how they turn out this season. I feel like they could very well move higher up in the playing tournament, but just to play it safe, I'll keep my 10 for now. So <clears throat> my 10th seed is going to be the Toronto Raptors. Um, you know, this team's kind of running it back in a sense. They got Dennis in the offseason. You got Grady Dick um, in the draft. And still got guys like Siakam, Gary Trent. Um, kind of hoping to see a jump from Scotty Barnes maybe this offseason. Or no, season, um, this season. We'll kind of have to see. You know, they have Pirtle still. Um, he got that big contract. So we'll this is just another team where, you know, they got the youth, they have the youth kind of sprinkled in with the uh, vets a little bit. They did lose Van Vliet, obviously, which I think was kind of for the better, but um, we'll kind of have to evaluate this roster as time goes on. Um, yeah. I don't really see too much of a peak from this team. I think that they're just a solidified play in team, um, but yeah, I have them as my 10 seed. Alrighty, and then at number nine, I got the Brooklyn Nets, um, a team that made it into the playoffs. They held on despite all the trades that they did at the deadline, and we saw what Mikel did at the back end of the season when he got acquired. Definitely showed that he is a very good foundational piece for a rebuilding team, which people weren't quite sure of when the Nets trade for him. But I think Mikel Bridges is definitely going to be capable of being that number one option for the Nets. And you're essentially kind of just have the same roster coming back. You bring in Dan Smith Jr., who kind of revitalized his career in Charlotte with the way he played. Um, you bring in Lonnie Walker, who with Laker fans – associate him with game four of the Warriors series. He definitely showed his flashes as a Laker and earned himself another spot in Brooklyn, which 
I think he'll be able to showcase more than he did in L.A., which I think will be good for him. Still got Royce, Cam Johnson, Dorian Finney-Smith. He got Dinwiddie still there. Claxton, who showed his defensive presence. So overall, you got a good foundational core there. And then the big question mark is Ben Simmons. Um, I think this is his make it or break it year for him personally. He said that he's 100% healthy and he's ready to go this season. So I guess we'll see. And he told, I forget, I think it was ESPN or something, but uh, he's a point guard and he's expected to be used as one. So we'll see uh, how he's used. Uh, It seems like he was not fond of playing center when KD and Kyrie were still there. So maybe going back to his natural position will definitely help him out. And hopefully he's able to kind of get back on track for his career. So uh, I think this might be a little bit of a hot take, but depending on how well Ben Simmons looks as a player, I think he can definitely take this team to another level. But just assuming that he's going to be okay to mediocre, I think he's probably just going to keep him at the ninth seed. But um, the rebuild – kind of like their first full season without any superstars. So I think it'll be good for them. I think they'll still be a competitive team and have a lot of competitive games with Mikel Bridges leading the charge. So I'm very excited for this team and what Mikel does this upcoming season. Now I feel like where I thought Brooklyn is just a crazy hot take, but that's okay. Um, My ninth seed is going to be the Hawks. Um, just still not high on this team. I don't I don't think they really made too much of a move at all in the offseason. Um, I feel like this team is still pretty much the same. The Trey and DeJounte experiment, I feel like, didn't go too well last season. Um, still got Capella. Still got, you know, the main core there. You know, Bogdan's still there. Um, I mean, this is just another team where I feel like there's not much to say. Um, I mean, they kind of, it's pretty much just the same roster with a couple young guys sprinkled in here and there, but I still just don't see too much of a, uh, a jump this season. Um, nothing like too crazy to get me like excited. Um, so yeah, I'm not too high on this team. I feel like kind of the same thing as last season. They'll be a playing team. They'll be competitive in some games. You know, they might have a run here or there, but I just don't see too much of a ceiling for them. So I put them at nine. Alrighty, moving to number eight. This team is probably going to disappoint me. Um, I got the Toronto Raptors at eight. On paper, this team should be good, but we saw last season that they were not good. Uh, struggled all year long with the consistency. And as you mentioned, they're kind of just running it back at this point in time. You bring in Dennis to fill the void of van fleet leaving in the off season and there it seemed like in the running for damian lillard obviously didn't get that done and now now you're kind of hoping that this same core kind of pulls through this season which for better or for worse i don't think it's probably going to happen and this could be a team that very well blows it up at the deadline which was rumored last february but did not happen I think now's the time. Um, you re-sign Jakob Pertl, which makes sense. You trade a first-round pick for him. So makes sense to keep him around. But Siakam and OG have been in a fair share of trade rumors. So if things don't go well, I can very well see probably Siakam getting moved first just because he's in an expiring year of his contract. And I simply don't know if you want to resign him to a big new deal. But um, I think you just got to make a choice with OG and Siakam and who you feel more confident in retaining. And if not, you can move off one of the other guys and get some haul back for him. But yeah, right now I have him situated at eight just because I think Masai Ujiri is probably just going to be stubborn and not move off guys when he probably should so i think for that reason i'll probably just keep him at eight i think they'll 
definitely be competent enough to be in the play-in. Uh, makes sense for them to be with all the pieces pieces that they have. And I'm looking forward to Scotty Barnes. And he kind of had, counting stats-wise, kind of a similar year to his rookie year. So definitely looking to see more of a jump for him this season. But, yeah, I got Toronto at my eighth spot. So my eighth spot is going to be Indiana. Um, I got the paces there. I... I feel like I'm really high on this team. I love their youth here. I love, you know, um, uh, Halliburton. I think he's, you know, an excellent player. Um, Benedict Matherin had a really good rookie season last year. I love the draft pick of Jairus Walker. I can't wait to see what he can bring to this team. And obviously, you know, the signing of a guy like Bruce Brown, a guy who's just come off of a championship, a guy who knows what it takes because he just went through. Um, winning and going through the entire thing. So I think he'll bring that a good leadership kind of presence. Um, you already mentioned Aaron, Aaron Nesmith, who kind of had a good year last year. Um, obviously the buddy healed kind of talks feel like here, they're going to move off of him, but I feel like they have the depth and the kind of um, just youth to kind of replace him. And then they obviously got Obi Toppin as well, who, you know, I also kind of liked in New York a little bit. He's kind of found his way in the NBA and found his kind of role. So, I'm really high on this team. I think this is the year that they make a jump. I think this is the year that they surprise some um, fans. And I'm really excited. I think that they're going to be in the playoffs this year. I think they'll make it out of the play-in. So, um, yeah, I'm really excited to see what this year has in store for Indiana. Then the number seven spot, another team that could very well disappoint me as well, the Atlanta Hawks. As you mentioned, the DeJounte and Trey Young experiment wasn't, as pleasing as people would have hoped, but you re-sign DeJounte to a new deal with an extension. So it looks like they're sticking with that backcourt for the long haul for now. And you kind of mentioned that their roster is just essentially the same. And I think for that reason, they're probably just going to be the seventh, eighth spot in the plane again, if you're just, simply running things back. Not much has changed. Maybe you get a little more out of DeAndre Hunter or Sadiq Bay that you acquired. Um, yeah, not much to talk about this team. You kind of hit it on the nail. But, yeah, this team is basically running it back. I don't see much changing in terms of Trey Young and DeJounte. But who knows? Maybe something will change in getting another year of Young and Murray. Uh, just figuring each other out can fix some things, but personally, I'm not a big believer in that. So I'll keep them at the seventh spot for me. So this may be a hot take, but my seventh spot is going to be the heat. Um, you know, I think my biggest thing is they were, I forgot what seed they were last year, but they were obviously a playing team last year. I think um, they're, there, there's a reason they're in the plan and just naturally you're going to tell me that that roster got worse and you, you know, we expect them to be better just because they went on this crazy finals run. I just, you know, I, I just can't buy in on that. Um, some of their additions, I mean, they got the guy to UCLA. I don't, I don't forgot his name sadly, but um, they just signed RJ Hampton. Um, you know, I, I just don't see much improvement. And I mean, they still got the same three guys and, you know, Jimmy, Bam and Tyler. Um, Kyle's obviously aging. Didn't really play too much last year. Kevin is also aging as well. Um, yeah. I just don't, I just don't think as a team who went to the finals last year, you lose a lot of your core guys. You went all in on Dame. It backfired on you. And now it's just like, you know, you, you kind of gambled it. You gambled it that you just kind of expected Dame to kind of land into your lap. And, Obviously, it didn't, and now they're going to have to pay the price. This this roster is not improved at all from last season. Like I said, it got worse. So I feel like they're going to feel, feel the repercussions of that. Um, I could be wrong, but I just, you know, I'm just not too high on this team. I, I'm honestly shocked that they made the finals last year, but they did. Um, and, you know, congrats to them. But I, I think this is going to be another off year for the Miami Heat. I love their coaching staff, love everything about their, you know, culture and everything like that. I just think that 
the roster is just not there and there were glaring needs and the reason they lost last year and I feel like they just kind of ignored all of it and just kind of went in on one guy and Damon backfired. So have him at the seventh seed. Yeah, so actually they were the seventh seed last year. So um for me personally I got the heat jumping up to six. Um I just feel like the East is personally weak and I think Despite all the lackluster off-seasons that the Heat have had in terms of improving the roster, I think they're just simply good enough to be a playoff team this season with Eric Spolster and what he does. Um, you still got Jimmy and Bam leading the way, so I think that'll probably be enough. Um, hopefully Tyler Hero looks pretty much back to normal, takes a little bit more of a step with his hand injury, so... Kyle Lowry is also going to be interesting, 37 years old. Um, interested to see what they do with that. But, yeah, overall it's just very disappointing season for the Heat with all the Dame rumors. And you had Kevin Durant who had the Heat on his list. You had Bradley Beal who had the Heat on his list as well. And you just end up striking out on all those guys, which is pretty disappointing. But. Who knows? Maybe they can figure something out, get a Constellation Prize Part 2 in Drew Holiday. Maybe they can figure something out there. But assuming they just run it back with this roster, I think despite all the all the weaknesses on this roster, I, I simply think Jimmy's probably enough to get this team up to a playoff spot and Hopefully, Bam comes around more offensively. Obviously, we know what he's capable of defensively. I like to see him be more aggressive on offense and be more assertive. But yeah, very disappointing offseason for the Heat, but uh, I'll still be nice and give him a playoff spot. Maybe it'll backfire on me, but yeah, they'll be at my sixth spot. Yeah, so my my three to six spot, I kind of feel like all those kind of bunch of teams will be kind of separated by like a couple games here and there, personally. But my six spot is going to be the Knicks. Um, I kind of feel like the same way I do with the Hawks. It's pretty much the same roster. I mean, they added Dante, DiVincenzo, they added a couple guys here and there, but nothing too crazily to improve their team. Obviously, I I think the Knicks core and the Knicks bench and all that is better than the Hawks. While I have them at the six seed, but um, you know, I feel like it's just kind of the same team from last year. Um, and we'll just kind of see what happens. I love Jalen Brunson. I really want to see Julius kind of take another step up when it comes to playoff time. He's had a little bit of a struggle to be consistent um, in the playoffs, so I'm just kind of hoping that he can kind of find his um, stride when it goes into those bigger games but yeah i mean still the same core you, you know maybe want to see a little bit more from rj barrett but um that's all i can really say i think you know this team is a you know solidified playoff team and they'll kind of be in i have him in that sixth spot and then number five i got the philadelphia 76ers i think this team is kind of the wild card for me i simply do not know where to place this team and how compliant James Harden's going to be, and how aggressive they are in getting Drew Holiday, because it seems like Philly is interested in Holiday, so I would assume that it might be a three-teamer to get Harden out of there. We'll see, but I think with all things considered, they'll probably take a little bit of a little bit of a dive. Um, if they keep Harden there, I think that'll hurt him because we all know how Harden is when he wants to go somewhere somewhere else. We saw it in Houston. But, yeah, it's going to be interesting to, interesting to see. I mean, not much has changed for the Sixers team. Hopefully you get Tyrese Maxey to just continue to build and Tobias Harris continues to do his thing. But I think it's depending on – what they get with Harden and how that whole situation pans out, which who knows how messy that situation could get. But very interested to see. I think if they do get Drew Holiday, I think that can help them out a lot in terms of just being that good defender and probably a little more 
better of just an all-around player. Um, you bring in Pat Bev. I mean, we'll see how that changes anything. And then um, you bring in a couple more centers in Mo Bamba, Paul Reed. You bring back the legend Danny Green as well. Uh, also, Kelly Oubre, which I thought was a pretty sneaky good signing. I think he'll be good for the Sixers as well. But I think James Harden determines their season, ultimately, just in terms of how negatively he impacts them off the court with all his uh, shenanigans. So we'll see. But uh, just in case of an emergency, I'll keep the Sixers at five. Could very well be the three seed, assuming all things go well for them. But I imagine there's going to be a fair amount of commotion in Philly, which will probably hold them back a little bit. Yeah. So my fifth seed is going to be the Nets. Um, you know, I know you have them in the ninth seed. That's I just feel like, yeah, I just feel like I'm, I'm just high on them. I don't know why. I, I know it's pretty much the same roster. Um, I know they didn't really you know, have too many draft picks to kind of work off of. I mean, they had two firsts and they got, you know, two guys. But I think bringing in Lonnie was a really good move. I think, um, you know, obviously they got Dennis with Jr. Um, but I, you know, I'm just kind of excited to see what this roster does. I like Nick Claxton. I like McHale. You know, Dinwiddie's still there. I feel like they should kind of not give him as much playing time, but we'll see what yeah. they do. But um, I don't know. I feel like this team has a lot of, you know, still kind of hungry as a kind of roster. And I feel like, you know, Mikhail will kind of lead the way. And I really love what I saw from him in the playoffs. Um, and I I think that they're just going to kind of build off of that. And we'll, we'll kind of have to see what happens this year. But I guess I'm a little higher than them than I think, obviously, than you are. I haven't really seen what other people think of them this season. But, um, you know, I think, I think they're a solidified playoff team for me. Um, I could be wrong, but we'll have to see. But with the East kind of being so shaky and so like unpredictable, I just I I just have them higher because you know I just think that they're simply better than teams like Hawks and Toronto and guys like that. So we'll have to we'll have to see how it plays out. But yeah, I have Nets at five. And then number four, I got the New York Knicks. Um, I'm pretty decently high on this team. I think they can make some noise. Um, unfortunately, losing to the the Heat in a pretty down bad fashion, but I think just running it back essentially with this team and adding DiVincenzo, I think could be a pretty solid add for them. And Jalen Brunson continues to do what he's doing. Um, Julius Randle hopefully continues to accept that he doesn't have to be that number one option anymore. So I think RJ Barrett's another guy that people are kind of just waiting to see if he's able to take that stride as a player and I'll be watching as well. So would like to see RJ be a little more consistent this season, develop more of a three point shot and bring back Josh Hart was a pretty big wish list thing for New York. I think he kind of just takes that team to another level with all he does defensively and rebounding and all those kind of things. And Mitchell Robinson still there. Hopefully he continues to solidify himself as a defensive center. Hopefully he stays a little bit more healthy. But, yeah, overall this Knicks team is basically the same. And I think adding DiVincenzo will definitely give him a much-needed boost. He definitely feels like a uh, Thibodeau kind of guy. So we'll see. But I like this Knicks team heading into next season. So. I have them at my fourth spot. Yeah. So my fourth spot, I'm going to go with the Sixers. Um, obviously, they have that whole James Harden stuff going down. have no idea what's going to happen with them. But um, it's just like I feel like with a lot of the East teams, besides obviously the top two, which I assume we both have the same top two, there just hasn't been too many moves really to make these teams, you know, real contenders in my opinion. Um I mean, you you mentioned the Kelly Oubre signing that happened. I like that. And outside of that, I mean, they added Pat Bev. They got Mo Bamba. I mean, and basically it's kind of the same, you know, roster from last season. You're kind of hoping Tyrese Maxey can take another jump 
um, this year and kind of show that he can replace um, Harden and he can step up in those big moments. So, yeah, I'm going to have the Sixers, you know, at the fourth seed. Obviously, they have the reigning MVP. But my biggest thing is I just feel like Joel disappears too much in the playoffs. So we'll kind of have to – we'll see when playoffs kind of – come around we'll see what happens we'll talk more about that and see that but yeah i think their peak is the four seed i just like the uh, other three teams just more than them and then the number three spot might be a little bit of a hot take honestly but i got the Cavs at three um i think their roster just in terms of talent is definitely there with donovan garland jared allen mobley taking another step as well I think last season was just a learning process for them. I mean, getting a guy like Donovan Mitchell definitely takes some adjusting, especially for Garland, who is starting to find his way as a scoring guard. But um, you bring in Max Struess this offseason. That was kind of like their big ad. Um, the wing spot has definitely been a, a need for sure. Um, Karis LeVert has been another guy who's been just so up and down. So if you're a Cavs fan, you hope he kind of finds his stride. And you bring in the minivan, George Niang, who I'm personally not a huge fan of. I know our fan, our, our Cavs fan, Lee, was pretty decently fond of the signing. So I guess we'll see how that pans out. But um, overall on paper, essentially the same roster, just adding a couple more wings, which – can never hurt, and I think Max Struess can definitely open some things up for that Cavs offense with Donovan and Darius Garland being the ball handlers. So I think Struess will definitely have some fair share of open threes, and very excited to see how Evan Mobley looks this season. He's looked good so far, and hopefully he continues to develop as well. So I think this Cavs team is definitely going to take another step as they get another year under their belt as a young and developing core. But I think they'll definitely be dangerous in the East this year. Well, it's obviously not that much of a hot take since my three seed is the Cavs. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I I didn't really like their offseason too much. There were a little bit of kind of um, question marks. But now that I kind of just look at the teams and I – feel like this team has to make another jump i think you just kind of bait or you just kind of rely on the fact that you know donovan and darius take like another step i really love the max Struess get um you know i hope evan mobley can maybe find a little bit be a little bit more um, dominant on the offensive side of the floor but um i i really like this team i think they have a lot to kind of prove this season they had a really disappointing first round exit last year so uh, we'll kind of have to see how they bounce back. Like you said, their forward depth isn't the best. Uh, Karis LeVert, you know, I mean, I remember in fantasy he was either crazy or he, yeah, he, he either got like 40 or zero. There's no in between. So need a little bit more consistency out of him. But I'm excited to see where this team goes. They signed our GOAT, Tristan Thompson. So surely they, they are bound for great things. But um, overall... Um, I think this team's going to take another jump. They were four last year. I can easily see them being three this year, and hopefully they do a little bit better in the playoffs. But, um, yeah, I think that this team makes a jump this year. All righty. The top two seeds in the East. Number two, I got the Boston Celtics. Um, got Jason Tam. You got Jalen Brown. You got Kristaps Porzingis. And losing Marcus Smart, which was a very shocking move at the time. And I think that that move is probably going to hurt them a little more than people think. Um, interested to see what happens with Malcolm Brogdon and how he handles the whole situation with Boston trying to trade him in the infamous failed trade to the Clippers. So interested to see how that pans out, but I think – Derek White stepping into that starting role will definitely help them. But I think Marcus Smart will definitely definitely hurt them in terms of energy and the defense he provided. But 
overall, I think this team adding Porzingis coming off one of his best seasons in his career shooting wise, I think will definitely help them in terms of having that scoring big that they kind of need just to relieve some pressure off of the two J's. So I think Porzingis will definitely be interesting. I'm curious to see how he's used throughout the season and how healthy he's able to stay because I think if he's able to play a good majority of games, Boston can definitely be in the mix to do something pretty good and be in that contending race to win it all. But yeah, overall, this Boston team got a little bit better with adding Porzingis, but a little bit worse by adding or losing Marcus Martin that trade. But I think to get a guy like Porzingis, it might have had to be done just to provide that other scoring option for the Celtics. So for that reason, I have them at my two spot. All right. And my two spot is going to be the Bucks. Um, obviously. Big silly trade a couple days ago. God damn. Um, and this team, this the city should be excited. I mean, they keep Chris Middleton. Their starting five, I think, can rival or might be, I think, the best starting five in the league. Um, you know, Giannis is still a top two player in the world. Um, you know, you have a little bit of depth still with guys like I know he was complaining a little bit last season, but, you know, you got Jerry Crowder, you got Pat, Pat Connaughton, um, still have Bobby Portis, um, you know, still got guys that can contribute. So definitely exciting. You know, got Malik Beasley in the offseason. Um, hopefully he can actually be useful, but, you know, he wasn't useful for L.A. So all good. But, um, no, I mean, Bucks fans, there, you know, there's a good reason why you should be excited. Um, you get probably one of the best inside scorers in the league and just one of the most dominant forces in Giannis. And then when Dame's on, man, Dame, as I've seen many times when he plays the Lakers, it is oh, yeah. it is not fun. He literally just hits everything. And it's he's a he's a guy who I'm really happy can now really compete for a championship. Um, I've seen a lot of people memeing on Twitter saying that he's running from the grind and all that. Um, but no, I'm I'm happy he finally got out of there. I know, you know, people are like, "Oh, you're not." I think people are fully serious when they're saying that he's not loyal on stuff. But I mean, come on, man. He gave everything to Portland, and he got a bunch of whole lot of nothing for it. So, yeah, um, I'm excited for this team. But I think that they will be the two seed this year. I think there's another team in the East who are better than them. So yeah. Yeah, and my number one spot, I got the Milwaukee Bucks. I am extremely high on the Damian Lillard acquisition. I think him and Giannis are going to be absolutely disgusting. But I think, obviously, the biggest question is their defense, losing Drew Holiday, even though you do this trade 10 times out of 10. Losing his defensive presence is obviously a big hurt for the Bucks, but I think just Giannis and Dame can just provide so much offensively and just to have Chris Milton be that third guy, essentially, I think takes a little bit of pressure off him. I think having Middleton at that third scoring option will probably help him out in the long run. Got Brooke Lopez coming off a deploy finalist run. And I think he'll continue to do what he does. And I will admit the bench is a little suspect, but you still got, Bobby Portis in there. Um, you got Jay Crowder. You got Pat Connaughton, Malik Beasley, and Marshawn Bochamp, who is expected to be a little bit more prominent in the rotation this year. So we'll see what he has. But overall, I think that starting five is just going to be a lineup that is probably one of the best in the league just in terms of offense and what they're able to do. Again, defense is very intriguing. I'm curious to see how they rank up when it's all said and done at the end of the regular season and if they'll be able to hang on in playoff situations and be able to get stops when they need them the most. But I think overall, I think Giannis and Dame will definitely be one of the top duos in the league. So uh, very excited to watch this team. And maybe I'm a little bit too high on them, but regardless, I think if they aren't the first seed, they'll definitely be second. I think you can make the case for either Boston or Milwaukee, but for me personally, I think 
the scoring power of Damon Giannis can be extremely dangerous, and he'll be my number one spot for the East. So, obviously, my number one seed is going to be the Boston Celtics. And I I say it every year. I feel like we say it every year. This team, after a pretty deep run, finds a way to get better in the offseason. They trade for Kristaps, which I think kind of solidified them as the one seed for me when I kind of look back at it. You mentioned it. He came off of a career year, and somehow um, – Boston finds a way to get him and keeps their main guys. Still got Robert Williams, still got Derek White, still have Malcolm Brogdon, still have that depth um, and just the versatility with all those guys. So I think, you know, there's no real wrong answer in whoever you have as the one seed. It's just kind of personal preference. But, you know, I obviously kind of lean towards the Celtics just because of that depth and just because they feel like a more complete team, like you mentioned. Milwaukee has those defensive concerns, and I just feel like Boston's a little bit more deeper. But I think in the playoffs, it really won't matter too much. But I think, obviously, for regular season purposes, um, I'm going to lean towards the Celtics. Um, And I think another big factor to this season for them is obviously Jalen Brown. Um, They've got a lot of... A lot of hate. Um, got a that big max contract, and now everyone's you know kind of clowning him, saying that he can't even dribble with his with his left. So we'll kind of have to see. We'll have to see uh, if he uh, learned how to dribble this off season. But I still think Tatum's a top five player in the league. Um, he's you know been balling out, and um, yeah, I'm excited to watch the these guys play. And I personally can't believe Al Horford is still here at 37, but he is so. <laughs> We'll have to kind of see how he fares up when he has to go against the big dogs. But um, no, I, I love this team, and they I just kind of lean towards them as my one seed. But like I said, the, the Bucks could easily be one. It's just kind of your personal preference. Al Horford, the GOAT amongst men. So okay, there so you have it. <laughs> there you have it. Our Eastern Conference predictions are done. And again – we got media day and training camp kicking off next week. So regular season will be here before you know it. And we'll see if any more trade news happens pertaining Drew Holiday. It made it sound like from Woj that they're going to trade him pretty quickly. So we'll see if that gets done before training camp. So keep an eye out for that. But that will do it for this episode of the Basketball Maestros. Thank you for tuning in. However you tuned in, whether it be Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, thank you for listening. Truly do appreciate it. Feel free to keep checking us out. And, yeah, we'll see you guys next Friday for another episode. Take care.